Cosmic Christ Podcast with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy by David Feslian. FeslianStudios.com Welcome back to Cosmic Christ Podcast, Channeling the Mind of Christ. I'm Weaver Christ. We are on episode 14, and the teachings of the Edenic mind continue with a dissertation from Enoch as the first man on earth to experience the real Eden. And then Jesus speaks of the killing mind. Jumping right into the cosmic stream, I will begin by reading from the telepathic communication that I've channeled. The idea of Eden lives because the mind records and remembers and there were those who lived to see Eden, though they did not call it by that name. They only thought of it as the world, and they assumed the entire world was a lush jungle. Everything was more than, more colorful, larger in size, more luscious to see, more fragrant to smell, and the sensations were richer to experience. As the mind records everything, other minds can also access these recordings. This is how we know of Eden. The first was larger than life, which is the reason that the animals were larger than life. So were the leaves and the trees and the fruits that grew from the trees and the vegetables that grew from the land. The air was richer and thicker, dense and harder to breathe for modern man of today. Though in comparison to his pollution, I suppose it would be ideal. The climate was oppressively hot and the storms, earthquakes, and volcanoes were oppressively violent and destructive. This was the time known as the beginning, when life was still getting to know itself, when the intelligence of life was still learning what could and could not survive, and what needed to change in the design in order for the web of life to become stable. The conditions of the matter world warranted a certain level of instability, because it was unstable forces that bound together to create the magnetic energy that was strong enough to form the vacuum that would hold particles together. And it was this process of creating matter that spawned a dimension that was exclusive to matter. The waves of creation were beyond this veil because they were finer than the waves that governed the matterverse. The matter waves, or the waves that would produce matter, were at war with themselves producing conflicting and fluctuating states of matter and antimatter, which created combustible particles that exploded in fire and then cooled to molten rock and then to barren rock. There is no recording of time for the act of creation. There is only the knowledge of creation that is embedded in the waves that were responsible for creation. Waves that carry information do not carry perception or judgment. They are not human waves, and their information is not relayed in human languages, but in impulse signals that other waves on the same frequency can respond to. Each wave emits a spark of color, and by its color it is identified and known. But this information can only be seen by the minds that choose to take the journey of knowing that takes place here in the afterworld. The alpha mind may know it, and the cosmic mind may know it, but the information will remain unknown 
to the lower mind of man. Here in the cosmic universe, you can see waves pulse and oscillate, and you can see them emit colorful fields within their own radiation belts, and you know they are corresponding to one another in their own impulse language, though this language is not spoken, nor is it audible to hear. When the waves create, if the creation is unstable and it cannot be made stable, it is destroyed and a new wave takes its place and this process will continue until a new wave is created that is stable and life continues. The purpose is that life continues. It does not end. When man destroys life, he does not produce new life. He destroys what is natural and organic and then invents the artificial and synthetic to take its place. His thinking is abstract and out of alignment with the waves. When the prehistoric age of life was destroyed, a new age of life rose up on the earth. The new age was also natural and organic life, but it was better suited to survive. Life continues naturally and organically. This is true creation. When man destroys, he leaves his destruction as a monument to his power. There is no new life created. He does not kill an enemy in order to create a friend. He cannot. With the enemy dead, there is nothing more that can be done. But man celebrates his acts of murder as his victories, and he celebrates with even more murder because he mutilates animals to feed on at his victory celebration. He compounds destruction with more destruction, and then he looks for even more ways to cause destruction, and he sets his mind to inventing tools to help him in his cause of destruction, and he finds new enemies to test his tools on. What a wanton waste of life, and what a wanton waste of a mind. Eden was perfected when the energies of Eden warranted a calm, supportive environment that would sustain life and then life was sustained until its natural expiration date when the information of life was released. But while life lived, it procreated itself. The cycle of life kept flowing throughout the universe. With man, he raises his progeny to kill just as he kills, and he keeps the cycle of destruction continuing until there is no more life and the very planet is poisoned. Man is a grave contrast to Eden, for man only creates destruction, where Eden creates life in abundance of every shape, size, color, and affectation. And man wages war with every species of life, of every color, shape, size, and every affectation. The idea of Eden is the idea of life. The idea of man is the idea of purposeful, intentional destruction of life. This is how it appears to the intelligence here in the conscious universe. Not only to those of us in the holy culture, but to those of other cultures that hold superior intelligence. While man wages war with Eden, which you know is planet Earth, the waves see all and transmit the destruction back to the source, which is the conscious universe of all intelligent waves. You have an audience at all times watching, observing, analyzing, and processing all the things you do. There is not one thing that occurs that is not known here and recorded here and then analyzed and judged here. And while you destroy life there, the plans are formed to create new living worlds without you in them.
If the universe was a giant blackboard of galaxies, you are being erased from that blackboard in order to preserve the life that is in order, the life that serves the whole order of eternal creation. Now we jump into Christ's cosmic stream as he speaks about the killing mind. The earth will begin to cleanse and heal herself as soon as man refrains from all aggression towards her. But all sources of pollution must be stopped, and all practices that are damaging to the environment and the ecological balance of the world must also be halted. It is time for a new Eden, and this will come about with a new mind that will hold new ideas that are life-generating and life-sustaining. Foods that are natural and organic must be grown, and these must become the staples of man's diet. All synthetics and artificial ingredients must be abandoned, not only for the human diet, but for the diet of animals as well. The use of chemical pesticides must be discontinued. The hardest challenge will be to retrain the human mind so it is not complacent with or accepting of killing. While most people look at the vegetarian and vegan diet as a food choice based on ethics, religion, or health, it is actually a good choice for the mind. Set aside your feelings for the diet for a moment and consider this question. What does your mind think of cooking a vegetable? What do you think your mind thinks of hunting down an animal and killing it, skinning it, gutting it, chopping it up, and cooking it? If you do not kill to obtain your meat, and if you have been desensitized to the point where you cannot imagine going through the process of hunting and preparing animal flesh to eat, the question will not serve the objective of the lesson. The objective in the lesson is that killing damages the human mind. Enlisted men in the army know this, and so do those who are new workers in slaughterhouses. There are many reports of men and women who have to get used to killing. They have to get used to it? Why? Could it be unnatural for the human mind to kill? The instantaneous thought of anger, hatred, jealousy, and revenge is far removed from the action of murder. And whether or not you think of hunting as murder is a moot point to your mind that has to record the bloody mess resulting in the violent act you committed. Your human mind records the animal's struggle to live and its suffering, and it records all your subsequent actions to relieve it of its life force and carve it up for food. Getting used to it is another way of saying you are desensitizing your human mind. In other words, you are corrupting your human mind by training it to be dull and unaffected. In other words, you are killing your human mind, robbing it of living light, for the living human mind is full of light and life. It is not full of death. Now let's think about the human killing mind. Do you think it is innocent anymore? I will tell you, it holds no innocence. There is no innocence in a human mind that kills, for an innocent human mind cannot kill. An innocent human mind would find it hard to cause harm to anything. When I speak of innocence, I speak of the human innocence of a child. A child's mind 
a child's mind that is pure, a child's mind that has not been tainted by man's dark programming. This is the normal, healthy mind of a normal, healthy child. Any child that kills is not normal or healthy, and this is why there are child psychologists. The innocent human mind does not cause harm, nor does it think of harming. Only a corrupt human mind does these things. And when you, as a human, have to get used to killing, you are corrupting your own mind. You are force-feeding your mind corruption. And in doing so, you destroy not only your mind, but your own innocence. And in destroying your innocence, so do you destroy your own soul. You come into the world with the potential to be a cosmic mind in connection to your cosmic creator, full of the life-giving light of the cosmos, and you choose to douse that light in favor of the blackness of your own bloodletting destruction. If you find you are unaffected by thoughts of killing, and you kill, and you find you are unaffected by killing, or for that matter, if you find you are not affected by causing harm, but take pleasure in harming, you are also exhibiting abnormal human mental behavior, and there is something wrong in the balance of your brain, and your mind will record this imbalance, and it will be your bedfellow for all of time. The human mind that is unaffected by thoughts of causing harm and the human mind that is unaffected by the actions of harming and killing is not a normal, balanced human mind. And so these things should be a concern to you and not something you accept easily as the new normal or your own personal brand of normal. The normal human mind will experience revulsion toward harming and killing. And when the human mind has to be programmed to do these things, it is a sign that human society is behaving abnormally and the human programmers are also abnormal. These human programmers may justify themselves, but they do not justify themselves to the superior intellect of the conscious worlds beyond the mortal realm. They cannot justify themselves to heaven because heaven knows them for their abnormal human mental proclivities. Remember, the human mind records all and other minds can access all records and the minds here in the afterworld do not need to physically be on earth to break the locks on your storage vaults. We know your thoughts because we find you through your mental channels. While you may hide from other human men and women, you do not hide from us. Furthermore, your energy signature also gives you away. Do you know the energy output of someone who kills is lower and more volatile than the energy output of a peaceful person? They each radiate a different color too. The aura of a human killer is always darker than the aura of a peaceful person. The aura of a violent person is darker than the aura of a peaceful person. The vibration is the vibration of uneasiness and mayhem. It is the vibration of something sinister in intention. Such a human mind may hide 
from the dull humans who are unknowing and without awareness, but from those who are open and aware and in full acceptance of their sentient abilities, they will know all those who carry the mark of a killer, and that mark will be as a beacon that warns of the dangers within that stranger's mind. So while it is in the best interest of your human mind to keep your mind pure and innocent, it is also in the best interest of your health and well-being to open your human mind to your own gifts of sentience so that you too will know the minds that are out there when you are interacting in your human societies, not for the purpose of confrontation, but for the purpose of protection and the purpose of knowing that what I say is true and I say it for your own good in order to offer you wise counsel in the matter of good health for your human mind. To know good health of the human mind as the opposite of the human mind that is in poor health and to cherish good health and hold on to it, support it and protect it at all costs. For it is verily your only key to mental health in the human mind's everlasting life cycle. Coming out of the cosmic stream, in the next episode of Cosmic Christ Podcast, we examine the Omega Mind. This is Viva Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening.